politics nerds and weirdos what's up what's going on with you um this week mm, well it's been a ride a wild wild ride and we are going to talk about all of it all the things that have been going on all the tea right here on what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business i'm jennifer Wan. Uh, a girl on the internet that likes to talk about stuff um you can get in touch with the show send us a little email um i'm actually gonna be reading some of you guys' emails uh, a little bit later in the show um you can also check out our website it's in the description too uh and you can also follow us on instagram i do these like little kind of lo-fi edits to advertise the show on instagram <laughs> i think maybe like some people are watching that and they're being like oh god what is this and they're thinking it's gonna be something completely different to what it actually is but like that's just my taste when it comes to video editing and i'm sorry anyways let's go on with the show because there's a whole bunch of stuff to talk about Okay, so first I want to talk about the big interview with Dominic Cummings. I had a little watch and I have to say, I feel like he thinks in his mind that he's this hero and and that he's coming across as this guy that is doing a great thing. But he comes across in reality as a twat. And I don't think that's sunk in for him yet. Um, maybe it will. I don't know. But to me, um, he just... I, Miss mm, uh, Laura Kunzberg, she was doing the interview. She was, she was there interviewing Big Dom. Um, she got pretty mad at him at some points. And I was like okay sis go off um it just i do understand her frustration i think it was frustration from her because she couldn't believe that he was just saying these things and acting as if it was normal and acceptable so uh some of the big highlights from the interview some of the the gossip that was uh exposed um According to Dominic Cummings, Boris Johnson had to be persuaded not to visit the Queen and potentially affect her with COVID-19. Did I say affect? I meant infect. You know what I mean. Um, so apparently Boris Johnson didn't seem to understand the situation and didn't seem to realise that the Queen, 
who is in her 90s would be clinically vulnerable and should not have in-person visitors and so he would have to have his regular meetings with the queen digitally you know over zoom or skype or whatever he did not seem to understand why going to visit a woman in her 90s during a pandemic was a bad idea um this has kind of been exposed before dominic cummings has spoken briefly about this before um listen throughout a lot of this there's a lot that dominic cummings says and my first and immediate thought is why are you just telling us this now because if what dominic cummings is saying is true and if everything he's saying is a fact then what has happened is he has basically just stood by while a man that is clearly incompetent and not fit to be prime minister has been prime minister um not only did he get him elected but he has stood by and allowed boris johnson to make quite a few mistakes yes dominic cummings says that he held the prime minister back from some of them such as visiting the queen during a pandemic um but he didn't he didn't think to make anyone aware of these things because when you when you add all of it up or even if you just take a couple of the things he said and put them all together it becomes very clear that from what Dominic Cummings is telling us Boris Johnson is is dangerously unfit to be prime minister and Dominic Cummings didn't think to say anything until now when it is very profitable for him to do so um, because, you know, he makes sure he keeps all the good stuff for his substack, so you have to pay him for that. And he's he's monetizing this because, you know, he insists people have to subscribe. And I think it's £10 a month, maybe. He knows that journalists are going to subscribe because they want the tea. And he knows political nerds are going to subscribe because they want the tea. I did not because, like... I have self-respect and also I'll be honest with you I know that anything that's real juicy will find its way out so it doesn't bother me but there are a lot of people that are going to subscribe and basically give him money for stuff that if he was a good person he would have been telling people anyway um which again kind of goes back to this thing of he thinks of himself as a hero but he comes across as a complete twat um he also said that um Boris Johnson repeatedly said that the first lockdown was a mistake and that the government shouldn't have done it, but then changed his mind when he had to go to hospital uh, when he was infected with COVID-19. Um, and then changed his mind again after and went back to being anti-lockdown because of pressure from right-wing newspapers. And Boris Johnson apparently refers to The Telegraph as his real boss. Miss Laura was pissed about that. She she looked at him like, bitch, what the fuck? And I was like, girl, same. I mean... <laughs> you see, this is what I mean. You know, you have a prime minister who literally takes his cues from what right-wing newspapers tell him. And Dominic Cummings didn't feel like saying anything about this until now when he can make money from it that's mm, that's interesting that's interesting to me um apparently boris johnson did not want to do the circuit breaker lockdown in the autumn because keir starmer 
had been calling for it publicly and the Telegraph was against it. So the Prime Minister makes decisions, according to Dominic Cummings, based on what the Telegraph wants him to do and the opposite of what the leader of the opposition wants. It's the immaturity for me, ladies. Um, Boris Johnson also apparently said the economy couldn't be killed to save people over the age of 80. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Christ. Um... They also got into some Brexit stuff. Uh, Dominic Cummings apparently does not accept that the Vote Leave campaign manipulated the public when campaigning for Brexit. He did not accept that £350 million a week line that was on the fucking bus thing, um, which didn't mention things like rebates and, and funding that the UK got from the European Union. He didn't accept that that was dishonest. He did not accept that the scaremongering about you know, Turkey would join the EU and that will make terrorists getting to the UK easier. He did not accept that that was dishonest or racist. Um, Although I don't think Laura asked him about that aspect, to be fair. Um, But I feel like it was implied from her question. Um, You know, the reality in terms of of Turkey was that, yes, they they did want to join, but it was not going to happen immediately. And for Turkey to join the European Union, their national security and everything like that would have to reach a point where terrorists couldn't just wander around Europe. And and why is it that, that Vote Leave immediately painted Turkey as some kind of terrorist harbouring state anyway? Could it be racism? Yes. Um, apparently, Vote Leave planned to push Boris Johnson out of power after he got in and and was voted prime minister they they pushed him to power after brexit um although they had like a little theresa may shaped bump in the road i suppose um because they wanted him in place so they could do things they wanted to do because boris johnson would be helpful to their aims and their agenda um Dominic Cummings admitted that Johnson was so unsuitable that Cummings could get him to do what he wanted. Cummings also admitted that he didn't think Boris Johnson should have been prime minister, but he worked to make him prime minister to fulfill his own aims. Dominic Cummings seems genuinely insane, but he really sees himself as the good guy. I don't understand what is going on in that man's head. I this man's terrifying to me in my opinion i really do feel that serious questions have to be asked about how somebody so somebody who does not seem to realize that putting someone unsuitable into government is bad How did someone like that end up as a key figure in the British government? How on earth does that fucking happen? He's legitimately insane. Seriously, if you listen to Dominic Cummings talk, you can tell that he, in his mind, thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. He thinks he's a a good person and all this. And he's not. (laughs) But he he doesn't hear himself, I think. Um... Dominic Cummings seemed to have this, like, really insane 
hatred for Carrie Johnson, uh, who is Boris Johnson's wife. Um, he he talked about her a lot, and he seemed kind of obsessed with her. It was quite creepy. He had all these conspiracies about how Carrie is like behind the scenes of everything, and I'm like is she or do you just really hate her and you blame everything on her like I mean that was a bit concerning to me um so apparently within days of Boris Johnson becoming prime minister at well becoming prime minister again I suppose um at the 2019 general election Dominic Cummings and all his pals were planning to get rid of Boris Johnson and replace him with someone else. Now, Laura was pissed about this too. And honestly, girl, same. Um, why, did, why did Dominic Cummings think he had the right to manipulate voters? Why does he think that he gets the right to decide entirely on his fucking own who gets to be the fucking prime minister? Why is he just telling us now that Boris Johnson is dangerous as prime minister? what the fuck it's the entitlement it's the the audacity god dominic cummings says that he has good judgment but i mean like he he literally said that at one point in the interview he said he had good judgment and i was just sitting there thinking everything you have just said tells me that you don't but work um he really does not seem to understand why manipulating the public is wrong he doesn't seem to understand why letting an unsuitable person become prime minister and helping that person become prime minister was wrong he doesn't seem to understand why circumventing democracy is wrong he doesn't seem to understand why keeping his mouth shut about incredible levels of mismanagement during a pandemic where hundreds of thousands of people in the uk have died is wrong i just He kept banging on about how he wanted to do stuff to bring about change. He wants to break down systems and stop gatekeeping and stop allowing idiots to gain power. And I'm like, but you literally allowed an idiot to gain power and you have made it so that we probably have years of Boris in power. Like, you've literally done that, Dominic. Like... Because of you, the Conservatives are in power with a huge majority. You did that, you fucking idiot. What the actual fuck is wrong with this man? Go. And then this bitch was at it on Twitter as well. <laughs> Go. He was fucking at it on Twitter, on the Twitter. I just, if he thought that that interview would would help his image, it definitely didn't because it just made him come across even worse than he did before. So he started banging on about how privileged people, you know, voted remain that that old argument that old chestnut you know um and then he said uh if you think me gove and boris are posh you literally have no idea what posh is (laughs) (laughs) and then mikey smith who is uh a journalist with the mirror 
um, said, your house has a tapestry room and your father-in-law owns a castle. Well, there we are, really. I'm so fucking tired of people trying to pretend that they are like, it's such a common thing actually in British politics it's not just Dominic Cummings that does it and tries to be like oh no 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 I'm not you know I'm not posh I don't have a comfortable lifestyle oh I'm not privileged there are so many people that do it left and right in the centre everywhere there's so many people that will just pretend to be like from a lower socio-economic class because they think that it makes them more authentic or they think that it will you know bring them some kind of benefit or whatever and I'm like there are no benefits to being like poor and shit like come try it if you want but you can actually get out of it if you want to you can go back to living a comfy life most of us can't and it's just it's so disingenuous it's so fucking stupid and it's so transparent and see-through and and thank god for people like mikey smith for just laying down the truth what an absolute king recording this in my garden so if the sound is weird I'm sorry but I I need to talk to you about just one of the most horrific things I've ever seen and I've seen some shit you know I've seen cannibal holocaust I've seen one man one ice pick although that was against my will but nevertheless I have seen something this weekend that has disturbed me on a level I can barely articulate to you, my friends. Public thirsting over the Prime Minister. The absolute fucking state of this. I mean, the state of him in general, but... So let's talk about thirsting over Boris Johnson. Now listen, I get it. There are genuinely some politicians that are attractive. I have my own little MP crush. But sometimes things cross a line and you have to say to yourself, no, not like this. And not with him, my God. So I was just innocently scrolling on twitter.com. And my goodness, what I saw. So somebody, I'm not going to expose her, she exposed enough about herself already and I don't want to bring further shame to the matter, but, so there was an account that ended up in my timeline because someone quote tweeted it, I had to have a little look because I'm nosy as hell, and my goodness, the things I have seen, my friends, So they quote tweeted a video of Boris Johnson looking messy as always, as he always does, we know this. And this person said, not going to lie, I still love this man. And then she's put a heart eye emoji and then hashtag unbuttoned shirt does it for me. Does what love? Runs the country into the ground? Does what? Let's a bunch of people die of a virus because he can't get his shit together? Does what? Cuts funding to basically everything? I, 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 God. 
then having a conversation with one of her followers and she says and they're talking about his messy hair and then she says i'd probably make it more messy with what i've got in mind for him to be honest goal 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 not this goal not this not this not this not this I literally can't. I mean, it's giving me war flashbacks to that Girls for Gove Twitter account. I don't know if any of you guys remember that, but during the leadership contest in which our beloved Boris was thrust upon us, um, there was a, a an account that popped up on Twitter called Girls for Gove. Um, I'm pretty sure it was a parody, or at least I fucking hope so, because if not, then I, I worry, I really do, I really, really do, um, so this account would post lots of, like, thirst tweets about Michael Cove, (laughs) and, like, flower crown edits and shit, I am pretty sure it was a joke, but this doesn't seem to be this Boris thing, it doesn't seem to be a joke, like she seems to be being legitimately serious in her thirst for Boris Johnson. This is not a new phenomenon by the way, I remember back on Tumblr, there's a website you haven't heard of for a while, um, I I mean, I used to post about all kinds of things on there, but I... I used I used to take an interest in the political post because I'm a fucking nerd and there was there was a huge amount of people this is around the time of the coalition so sort of from 2010 onwards there was a huge fandom of, of girls who uh, you know who basically thirsted over David Cameron and Nick Clegg that was a thing uh, you know how the newspapers at the time they were jokingly talking about calling them Clamoran and giving them a ship name there were people that took that shit seriously on Tumblr let me tell you that I remember seeing fucking Clamoran fan fiction like actual fan fiction about the Prime Minister and the Deputy Prime Minister at the time um, there was like photo edits of them and all kinds of stuff and these girls were serious they were very big in America for some reason there was lots of Americans who who really genuinely shipped Nick Clegg and David Cameron. Um, and then, of course, there was the Miller fandom. Uh, when Ed Miliband was the leader of the Labour Party, he gained himself a little fandom called the Miller fandom. And there was genuinely lots of uh, girls who were crazy about him and treated him like a rock star. Um, you know, and uh, still on Tumblr, I... <laughs> I am still sort of active and I check in on the politics hashtags every now and again and most of the time you see serious discussion but then you'll see like a, a fucking like lovey flower crown edit of like Gordon Brown and you're like oh wow okay work <laughs> but this Boris thing is too far man because look I understand the heart wants what it wants, but maybe you need to be having a word with your heart if it wants an incompetent, quite frankly, immoral man who cannot be asked to brush his hair. I I just, I don't mean to kink shame, but I guess I'm going to kink shame. 
you've you've left me with no choice here. I, I, I have to. I'm sorry. But my goodness, I was shook when I saw this. Shook, dismayed, frightened, appalled. Mm. I mean, at least if you can do that shit, do it in your own head. Don't tweet it publicly. That's weird. I mean, Carl, I'm not going to lie to you. I have my own little moments where I'm feeling a little thirsty. But I don't say it publicly. I'm not going to be on the Twitter fucking, like, quote tweeting her tweets and saying, like, thirsty shit. Like, because... I mean, firstly, she could read it and that would be embarrassing for me. And... (laughs) God, can you imagine? Oh, my God. Um, And secondly, like... My Twitter followers don't need to know my private thoughts and desires. So let's all keep it to ourselves. Mm, So what else has been going on this week? That was... Girl, almost forgot about this. <laughs> so there was a press briefing, and Sir Patrick Valance was there. Um, he's uh, he's one of our science guys. My favorite of the science guys is Jonathan Van Tam. I don't know. I just feel like he seems like a really chill dude. Um, I also really like Chris Wee. I don't know. He just his bluntness when the like in the way he speaks and the way he delivers it just makes me laugh for some reason, and it reminds me of. April from Parks and Rec, but like if April was a scientist. Um, anyways, so he um gave a statistic during the press conference and he said in the press conference that 60% of hospitals hospitals? Hospitalizations. Oh girl, look, all of us are making like incorrect things when we talk. It's okay, Patrick. Don't worry about well no, actually this was quite serious. Um it wasn't just him like reading something wrong from the teleprompter, it was like quite serious. So he said at the press briefing that 60% of hospitalizations from COVID were from double vaccinated people. He then had to go on Twitter to correct that and say that it was 60% of hospitalizations from COVID were from unvaccinated people, not from double vaccinated people. Now, listen, I get that everybody makes mistakes. I I get that 100%. I have, you know, I've recorded things and I've gone back to listen to it. And I'm like, wait, I I just, I was literally looking at my notes. I I just read that completely wrong. What the fuck? And then you have that choice of do I go back and I correct it or do I re-record it? What do I do? And that's easy for me because I'm not, you know, I'm not recording everything live to be released live. You know, I'm pre-recording so I can go back and I can change it if I need to. When you're on live TV, that's a lot harder to do. So I do acknowledge that. But this is a pretty big mistake, my dude. <laughs> I mean, at least he, he corrected it. It did take him a couple hours. Um, but hopefully, you know, I mean, it's it's hard to read and talk at the same time and I know that sounds really stupid but it actually is so um or maybe I just find that challenging because you know ESL and also I'm like low-key like a a bimbo but like highly intellectual I don't know anyways he corrected it so that's good but it is kind of already being used by conspiracy theorists you know going around and, and 
saying, you know, oh, the, the, the vaccines don't work. The government's trying to force you to take a vaccine that doesn't work. So, I mean, it's good he corrected the record, but hopefully we can have no more mistakes like that because, yikes. Um, it's a little bit of uh, railway drama involving uh, Scotland, aka my favourite country in the Union my bae love you guys um (laughs) can you do that can you have like favorite countries in the union and can it not be the one you live in (laughs) i just like every time i go there it's so magical and so nice and everyone's nice to me and i have lots of friends there um well i mean they're not like my friends friends they're mainly like people i know on the internet that i talk to all the time but i consider them friends in my heart so but anyways so london northeastern railway uh they had a little bit of drama on the twitter because they announced at the beginning of the week um that they were just asking people uh to wear masks so they replied to somebody from scotland who said completely confused and dumbfounded by this decision please provide the arguments for such a decision based on the data um so basically they weren't making masks mandatory and then london northeastern railway on twitter replied saying hi we have decided to make we have made the decision see what i mean about reading and talking at the same time i feel you sir patrick i feel you Hi, we have made the decision to operate under English guidance with regards to social distancing on cross-border services to provide more consistency to customers. Therefore, customers may be seated next to each other when travelling from the 19th of July onwards, because that was another aspect. They were allowing people to sit next to people that they weren't like living in a household with and things like that. They were basically dropping a lot of the travel related COVID stuff, like mandatory masks and sitting apart from people. Um, and then a lot of Scottish people said, uh, what the fuck? Cause your trains come here and that's not legal here. What's the tea? Um, and then <laughs> the social media team kind of went, went away for a little bit. And then they came back with a, a new statement and they said, we are asking customers to continue to wear face coverings on its trains. God, that was me thinking that I just like lost my ability to read, but no, that's that's actually what it says. Uh, in stations, I think they meant on trains in stations, but work. And in travel centres, and remind customers that face coverings are required by law in Scotland unless exempt. So I feel like that was just like a miscommunication. But this is this is one of the biggest issues about this pandemic, is that um a lot of the reporting in, in terms of the media of you know restrictions and and rules and laws are very england centric so when you have countries like wales scotland northern ireland that may have their own restrictions and their own laws at the moment in regards to covid most of the time people don't know i mean that was that thing you know a couple months ago when things started opening up in england but things weren't opening up in other places and then you had a bunch of people literally turning up to wales and the welsh police were like you can't come in here and there was all these English people being like, what the fuck? What do you mean? And the Welsh police were like, um, we're, we're kind of, mm, no, no, we're not really allowing travel into Wales right now. And the English people were like, but Boris said, 
and they were like but mark dragford mark drakeford said no and they were like but boris said yes but mark drakeford said no but boris said yes and it was this whole damn mess and this is why i do feel like a lot of bigger media outlets need to actually be reporting equally they need to be talking about what's happening in england yes but they also they need to be talking with the same level of coverage about what is happening in scotland wales northern ireland because you know it has ramifications if you don't you have a lot of confused people that don't know what is happening they don't know what's going on because it's not given as much attention so let's just hope it gets a little bit less chaotic in the coming weeks we'll see um Boris Johnson currently self-isolating at Checkers. Uh, there are some questions about that because initially, as I said last week, they were advised to self-isolate because the SAG, the health secretary, is, well, he was at the time self-isolating. Um, and so people were like, mm, well, how come Boris Johnson went to Checkers then? And Downing Street's story is that he went there before he was told to self-isolate but also a lot of people are doubting the timeline um i feel like maybe if boris johnson hadn't lied throughout his whole career people would just believe him like if it was theresa may for example or even like david cameron who said yeah yeah i got told to self-isolate when i got to checkers like i i I didn't know before so i haven't broken any rules by traveling there i think people would believe them but because Boris Johnson lies all the fucking time, even over the most unnecessary shit, like, people don't believe him. Um, so, yikes. Um, ooh. Labour's having a few more problems, I'm afraid. Um bless them apparently labor having some financial issues uh according to david evan david evans i should say sorry um the labor party's main problem is losing members and also payouts for um anti-semitism cases um unfortunately it does look like labor are going to be letting go of staff uh, which is a huge shame. Um, there is voluntary severance being offered to some members of staff. Um, it's always horrible when anybody loses their job. Um, so, I mean, I, my hope is that something will be able to done be done. Oh my god, I can't even talk today. Uh, to maybe protect some jobs and keep people employed. But I think it's going to be one of those things where we have to wait and see what happens. Um, Job loss is never good, but especially not during a pandemic. So I am hopeful that something can be can be done about that. Uh, Speaking of the Labour Party, though, something good, something triumphant. And her name is Dawn Butler. Yes, bitch. Yes, queen. So Dawn Butler an icon she is the moment she is that girl uh she was asked to leave the house of commons this week after 
refusing to withdraw claims that Boris Johnson has lied to the house and lied to the country. You know what? Good for her. She was telling the damn truth and she got punished for it, which is stupid to me. Um, I mean, Boris Johnson has lied. That's, that's, that's like his brand. Being a liar is his brand. <laughs> um, I think, look, I, I understand in the House of Commons, one of the rules, you know, about parliamentary language, you can't call someone a liar. You can't say that someone lied. But you know what? Sometimes someone did. And it's the right thing to do to say it. And I think Dawn Butler should be very proud of herself for having the nerve, having the guts to tell the truth. Good for her. Um, Keir Starmer, leader of the opposition, leader of the Labour Party, is currently isolating uh, with his family after his child tested positive. Uh, wishing the Starmer family all the best. Um, uh, Sajid Javid, the health secretary, is out of self-isolation and decided to cause some fucking Twitter drama to celebrate, I guess. Fucking hell. So he tweeted over the weekend, full recovery from COVID a week after testing positive. Symptoms were very mild, thanks to amazing vaccines. Please, if you haven't yet, get your jab as we learn to live with rather than cower from this virus i fail i caramba i miss thing miss this bitch really said cower from okay listen it's a fucking virus bro People were very upset by this. Um, there was a lot of people responding, basically saying over a hundred over a hundred thousand people died from this virus in the UK. Have some damn respect. Cowering from it. God. Um a number of people also pointed out that the tweet is even worse when you consider that vaccines are not currently available to children or teenagers, which means that children and teenagers are exposed to the virus with nothing in place to protect them. Um, it's all well and good for someone like the Sag to brag about his double vaccine, but there are a lot of people that can't have the vaccines yet children and teenagers can't have it there are people that have medical reasons that they can't have the vaccines there are also a lot of young people that would love to be double vaccinated but they can't because we've only just become eligible i mean me personally i I was very fortunate i've been able to get both of mine already but i know that i'm a very rare um case for my age most people my age have not been able to get access to both vaccines so do not have the full protection and the luxury of two vaccines um he later issued an apology he said i've deleted a tweet which used the word cower i was expressing gratitude that the vaccines help us fight back as a society but it was a poor choice of word and i sincerely apologize like many i have lost loved ones to this awful virus and would never minimize its impact but you did boo-boo you did you did you literally did but work um 
Oh, God. <laughs> Arlene Foster is joining GB News. <gasps> She's going to GBBs. Arlene Foster, who's the former First Minister of Northern Ireland and the former leader of the Democratic Unionist Party, um, is joining GB News as a contributor to the political correction show which is hosted by Nigel Farage wow fucking hell um she says it's an opportunity to bring Northern Ireland into the mainstream of UK politics I don't think that you need to go on GB News to do that, especially considering that not many people watch GB News if the viewing figures are to be believed. Um, You could go on a channel that actually has an audience for a start, and you could go on a channel that doesn't have such a clear right-wing agenda if you want to bring discussion about Northern Ireland to the mainstream because you're only going to get a certain very small audience on somewhere like GB News. It would make more sense if she was, I don't know, uh, working with um, the BBC, I guess, or Sky News or ITV or Channel 4 or somewhere that has kind of broader appeal, you know. Anyways, stream Paw Patrol in Welsh to celebrate besties. That's always my response to anything involving GB News because I think about the fact that they got beaten in the rating by Paw Patrol in Welsh all the time. Uh, Rishi Sunak, the Chancellor of the Exchequer. Dishy Rishi to his centrist mates. He has decided he wants to launch a digital currency called Brickcoin. Jesus Christ. Um, So... He is apparently planning to launch a digital currency um, that would supersede cash in people's pockets called Bitcoin. Um, it's currently a plan being pushed by Rishi. Um, according to Treasury insiders, it would be the biggest upheaval in the monetary system for centuries. Uh, the Bank of England would establish a direct digital equivalent to physical money and take control of it in the same way as sterling. Um, it would apparently cost uh, cut banking costs dramatically for small firms. Um, however, there are some people warning that it could create greater financial instability there are also some concerns from disability rights activists um, and i do completely understand their point a number of disability rights activists have spoken out um, this weekend about the proposal of bitcoin and the fact that it could potentially allow for disabled people to be monitored on what they spend um and and where they spend their money currently with cash being how it is a person that is receiving benefits is able to spend it however they'd like to but with something like this a digital currency that could potentially be looked at by our government potentially they could be looking at what you spend on and if you are in receipt of benefits they could use that as an excuse to take that away from you and I think that is a huge concern to disabled people and rightly so because it's kind of terrifying as an idea um 
especially when you couple that with a couple of other things we have coming out um of course the vaccine passports that's concerning a lot of people uh there was also a, a little story about um but an idea that Boris has had, Boris Johnson would like to launch a new program where the government where the government tracks what people eat and how much exercise they do. And if people do well, they get discounts and free stuff. Why, why are they so involved in my business? What is that? What is going on with that? I don't... Mm. It just... It feels concerning, you know, from a privacy perspective. I mean, I know that a lot of people will say, oh, if you if you don't have something to hide, you don't have to worry. That's not the point, though. That's that's really not the point. I do have nothing to hide. I, I do not commit crimes. I do not, you know, moonlight as, you know, some kind of, like, you know, terrorist or something on the internet. I'm not doing anything illegal. But I don't want people that involved in my life. I don't want the government looking at where I spend my money. I don't want the government looking at what I eat and, and how often I, I I do yoga and, and all this shit. It's none of their fucking business. And, you know, it's funny because all the way through this pandemic, Boris has banged on about how the British people love freedom but it's his government that keeps kind of dipping in and trying to take bits which is mm, interesting the other aspect of this is that every time they do this they they give you know free shit basically to the conspiracy theorists to the anti-vaxxers to everybody like that the government keeps pitching stupid shit and then they turn around and act surprised when this rhetoric just gets worse and worse. And I'm like, it's because you keep doing this. This is why. Like that, that's why it's happening. You did this. The calls are coming from inside the house. Fuck's sake. Um, and onto something that, honestly, I was really disgusted by. Um, so, a little while ago, uh, Esther Weber uh did a lot of reporting on Charlie Elphick, who is a former MP, the former MP for Dover, Conservative MP, who had been convicted of sexual assault. And one of the things that she uncovered was that Conservative MPs wrote to judges to try and prevent uh, the release of character references that they had written for him. So not only did they write character references for a man that had sexually assaulted someone they then tried to cover up that they had done it and so this week they have uh, been suspended and forced to apologize so natalie elphick who was his wife and then later won his seat in dover uh so roger gale and teresa teresa villiers i don't even know why i read it like that <laughs> I'm so angry, I forgot how to read. Um, have been suspended from the house for one day. And Adam Holloway and Bob Stewart had to give a public apology in the house. I don't really feel that's enough. 
Now listen, I know that I'm probably going to sound... Vengeful. (laughs) But here's, here's the thing. What Charlie Elphick did was not a minor thing. It's not like, you know, uh, getting a speeding ticket or, you know, um, I'm trying to think of other minor crimes, but like, I don't know any because I don't really commit crimes all that often. You know, it's not like, you know, he pirated a movie or something. He sexually assaulted somebody. He's a danger to to the public. That's why he's in fucking prison. And they decided they wanted to intervene on his behalf to try and help him avoid a harsher punishment. That That is horrifying to me. They knew what he had done. They must have known the obvious danger he posed to the public. And they still decided that they wanted to intervene. They didn't care who else he could potentially hurt if he got a lighter sentence, if he just got out on, like, you know, community service and go to a course or whatever. They just cared that he did not have to pay the price for what he had done. And that's disgusting to me. I just, I I don't understand. I mean, they obviously knew it was wrong. They knew that what they did was wrong. Otherwise, they wouldn't have wanted to keep it a secret. They wouldn't have wanted to cover it up. They wouldn't have asked for judges to not make it public that they had done it. So they obviously knew it was wrong. So then the question is, why did they do it? If I do something, I do it. I don't need to try and cover it up and try and hide it. Because I do things that I think are the right thing to do. I don't have that conflict in my head saying, "Mm, but if it came out I did this, it'd be quite bad for my image. Because I don't do fucked up shit. So the question is, why did they do it? If they knew it was wrong, and if they knew so deeply that it was wrong, that they tried to cover it up, why did they do it in the first place? For me... I I would think it calls into play their judgment and whether they are suitable for the roles that they hold. I don't think that they are. I think if you are the kind of person that does something like that, you are not suitable for your job. But then again, there are a lot of unsuitable MPs, as we know. Um, So, it's frustrating. It makes me mad. It's what it is. (sighs) Ruth Davidson joined the House of Lords this week. Hey, remember when everyone thought she was going to be Prime Minister? (laughs) Well, she's not now. (laughs) Baroness Davidson, so they call her. Well, congrats on setting out your principles, I guess, sis. Whatever. (laughs) I mean... Well, I just just found it so funny that everyone was like... She's going to hold Boris to account she's gonna stop him she's gonna save us and i'm like well she just she just took a period from him and she kept her mouth shut about all the stuff bad that he did so where is your god now <laughs> uh, my god um and finally 
the government have gone mad with power. I know, you already know this, we know this, you know, Bitcoin, vaccine passports, fucking... I mean, I I guess having a huge majority really goes to your fucking head. Um, The Home Office is looking at legislation that would create a maximum jail time for journalists of 14 years for stories that embarrass the government under plans to reform the Official Secrets Act. What the actual fuck? No. I mean, I'm not a journalist, but I know a few journalists. And I think that, on the whole, journalists are good people and ethical people. They are not doing things just to spite the government. They are doing things because they're in the public interest. Um, If a journalist writes something that embarrasses the government, that is very much, I believe, the government's problem. Because they created that embarrassment by doing something bad. A journalist does not have to stifle themselves and not do their jobs and not report the facts just because your government can't get shit together um i think that people should be concerned about this because if we don't have a truly free press where journalists are unafraid to tell real stories and tell the truth and report what they find then what do we have if we don't have people that can get real information that we need to know out there what do we have journalists need to be protected and be able to do their jobs without being afraid of being sent to prison for telling the fucking truth um and i read i god you never know what the home office are gonna do there are a bunch of crazy crazy people led by perhaps the craziest person i've ever seen pretty patel so god knows what's gonna happen but i can only hope that the truth will prevail and that journalists will be able to continue to act with integrity that is i guess all i can hope for in this crazy fucking world Hello friends, I'm once again coming to you from my garden because I forgot that I was gonna... <laughs> I was editing and I forgot that I was going to do this. So I'm going to read a couple of your emails. Let me just open my little file on my iCloud. I'm hopeful that no one will ever hack my iCloud, but there's nothing of interest on there really. Just like, you know, old demos that I can't be asked to release. There are no nudes. There are none. Maybe I should take some. Be adventurous. No, that could be a disaster. Anyways, uh, so here's the first one. Uh, Hello, Jennifer. What do you think about Welsh independence? I think Wales is a country with a lot of potential and we just need to be confident and take the next step. I'd enjoy hearing your thoughts. Megan. Oh my God. Hi, Megan. Uh, I I am for independence for anybody that wants it. I am I am the chaos demon of British politics. I'm like, do what you want, be gay, do crime. Uh, you know, I just I I think the thing is, if the people in a country don't want to be in the union anymore, they shouldn't have to stay just because some people want them to. 
if the people of the country decide actually we'd like to try something a bit different that's their choice and i'm totally in favor of that so yeah let's go welsh independence if you want it um (laughs) this one was evil fuck marry kill boris johnson michael gove matt hancock um i'm gonna use the kill option but just on myself because i'm not going near any of those bitches Mm. i'm not out here trying to lose my self-respect or get a venereal disease uh so (laughs) hi jennifer i love the show oh thank you can you explain how you got into politics and where it interests you from poppy yes okay so when i was a kid um my granddad uh was very politically involved he still is and he taught me a lot about politics because um he thought it was important for me to learn about how everything works how how voting works what different people involved in politics do you know what your councillor is responsible for and your mp and the government themselves um and so he would he would just tell me about things we would sit and we would talk about it uh, we would have debates. Uh, he would read to me from all these different newspapers, you know, from Private Eye, from The Guardian, everything like that. Um, and I would, I would learn from him, and it became something I was interested in. I think because of the sentimental link, just because it's kind of mine and my granddad's thing. Whenever we see each other, we talk about politics. Uh, whenever we text, we talk about politics, and so I've become so interested because of him and because of everything he taught me um I do think that I'm very lucky to have had that because I know that not everyone does and I do I I do firmly believe that politics should be taught more widely at school um so that everybody grows up with an understanding of everything because I think once you grasp the basics it's not nearly as complex as everyone thinks it's going to be um and I think that would that would be healthier for the UK if we had everybody on a level you know everybody gets to be involved in the conversations and nobody feels isolated and left out um I think that'd be really cool so I'm considering sending my granddad on a tour of the UK to just teach everybody (laughs) like he did for me um so yeah those, those were uh some of the ones that I got some of the emails uh there are some that I feel like I can't really read because some of them were a bit um yeah um but anyway uh keep sending in your emails I do read all of them um even the ones that are a bit more than pg um but I would prefer some a bit like those I just read except for the fuck Mary kill one unless you're gonna put in actual hot people you know in that case go ahead but like don't don't offer me like that what the actual fuck is going on with this whole politics business Frankly, Russia should go away, it should shut up.